is Dr. Manny. Welcome to Asylum. This is episode three, how to feel good now. So the idea we're exploring here is how to feel good in the present moment. For a lot of us, we anticipate feeling good at some point in the future, or we may remember feeling good at some point in the past and we're nostalgic about it. But right now in the moment, we're unhappy, uncomfortable, dissatisfied, frustrated, possibly angry at someone, or just various things. But the bottom line is you're not happy now. The danger with not being happy now is that happiness is, it's entirely a product of your imagination. It's about uh, the story you're telling yourself in the moment. So it's easy to fall into the trap of telling ourselves a story that projects the happiness and even the ability to generate the happiness either to the future, someone else, as my coach would say, or to another situation somewhere else. Or even project the happiness onto other activities, symbolic things like uh, I'll be happy when I have a drink. I'll be happy after I go shopping. I'll be happy after I eat. I'll be happy when I fall in love. These are various things that take away your ability to manage your own happiness. So in order to not make it seem as if I'm explaining this in some magical way where you're going to be like, okay, I'm happy now. Life goes perfect. That's not really how it works. It's more a matter of making a decision to, in the moment, realize that the way you feel about yourself is within your control. Decide what are the circumstances you want in the future to be your your now in the future when that time arrives and to start working towards those things. The minute you decide to head on a path to start creating a life that you want, to start writing your own story, there's a sense of agency, a sense of intrinsic motivation that emerges within you, that uh, emerges from within you, and that sense of empowerment is that's that's a that's the more positive emotional space that that doesn't mean all your problems go away that doesn't mean magically you have everything you want it just means that you become aware and appreciative of the things that you have now and the fact that they provide you with an opportunity to create even more of what you want now Another aspect of it is realizing that, and they say your vibe attracts your tribe. What that really means is the emotional signal you're putting out now affects a large part of not just what who you attract, but what you're even able to perceive, what you're able to, able to appreciate. Uh, when you decide to take on a state of gratitude, that positive emotion or a state of appreciation, a decision to look around in an optimistic way and perceive and look for beauty, look for positive aspects in the people with whom you interact, then you'll notice the times when your mind starts to trend downwards, tries to go towards criticism, tries to go towards blaming other people for stuff instead of claiming your own power, tries to move towards shaming people for mistakes they've made and being human. And what 
is worth realizing is that when you're doing these things to people outside of yourself, you're practicing those scripts. You're practicing that circuitry. And you're, you're empowering those inner voices that behave in that way, those habits that eventually when you're alone and when you make your own mistakes and when you violate the values that you have inside of you, uh, the values that you hold important, you're going to end up talking to yourself in those same ways. These, uh, the, the key is to create a habit of by default reaching for either a positive thought, an appreciation of the moment, an awareness of the opportunities in the moment, or a mindset of problem solving. What can I do in this situation to change it towards the things that I want? Negative emotions keep you from having that. Well, first of all, they keep you from looking forward to anything. Negative emotions keep you in a state of stuckness where your attention is on the negative emotion. So your attention is on the thing causing the negative emotion. So it grows in your mind. And in the meanwhile, opportunities come up to change it. But you may find that you develop a habit of being comfortable in the victim position and the risk that is involved in actually stepping out of that position and taking steps to change your situation that feels less pleasant than than even the state of unhappiness where you are and often they call that uh, it leads to what's called satisficing where you take what you can because you believe that's what you deserve and then you tell yourself that story the problem is that's not really a happy story it's it's an unhappy story often it's a miserable story that shares misery with others uh Often it becomes a bit of a victim observer story where you feel as if you're not, you don't have much agency over your life and your outcomes. And as such, you develop a bit of uh, other negative emotions. You develop envy, jealousy when you see other people taking control and ownership of their lives, taking control of their story, proudly telling their story, doing courageous things, uh, meeting adversity, getting knocked back, spending some time doing the healing and learning from within those moments, but then eventually working their way back towards getting back on track to accomplish what they want. The way you feel inside has more to do with your predictions about the future, these stories that you tell yourself, and not only that you tell yourself, but you come to believe. So often when you see people doing a lot of affirmations, and when you're doing affirmations, it's, it's to create a belief. Often when you see people doing a lot of affirmations, <clears throat> you'll, you'll, from the outside, especially if you're from a place of unhappiness, you're, you're observing it from a place of unhappiness, a place of victimhood, a place of stuckness, your first emotions are, look at them wasting their time. I tried them, they didn't work. Um, they need to be doing something active or whatever. Tendencies to try to uh, control events, control people, control things outside. When the most important thing is to control the thought process inside, control the emotions inside, control your, your sense of self-worth, your sense of deserving, so that you can change the set point inside of you. Now, the set points are the main mechanism through which your unconscious mind manages uh, the states in your body. 
For example, you know you have a set point of a temperature around 98.6. When it's not around that, or yours might be a little higher or a little lower, when it's not around that, you know something's up. Body's fighting something. You're not feeling well. Uh, There's also your set point of a temperature in the environment around which you feel as if, okay, I'm cold. I need to do something about it. I need to put on a coat. There's a set point as far as pressure that you can tolerate until it becomes pain. There's also a set point of, um, see, there's set points of hunger and that let you know it's time to eat. But the set points that we often don't realize that we have and that we can actually control, these are the powerful ones, are your emotional set points. You can choose how you feel walking around all day. The process of changing how you feel in any given moment begins with actually listening to how you're talking to yourself. Seeing how you motivate yourself because when events come up in your life, there's one of two things you can do. You could immediately go into a negative emotional state about the event, see it as a threat, get angry, assume that this is going to be the death of you, or at the very least the ego death where you you lose status and you lose face. And you go into a fight flight mode. Your brain shuts down. You don't reach out for help. You don't do uh, creative problem solving in your mind. You go into a lizard brain. You may do some panicked flailing responses. You may uh, do a show of bravado. Uh, you may blame someone else. Uh, now, there's various stories you can tell yourself. But none of those is going to lead to the outcome that you want. None of those is going to result in a feeling of agency, a feeling of heading towards an accomplishment that leads to the good feeling that you really want to feel now. So, in order to see what happens when you actually try to do this, because a lot of times you'll hear people say, it's simple, but it's not easy. What they mean is, the process, it's easy to say it, but doing it, and then doing it the right time and doing it until you, you've become proficient at knowing when to do it so that it works. That part is not easy. So with that being said, there's one simple step to feeling better in any given moment. It's taking a deep breath and returning your attention to the breath every time you notice your attention going towards the negative story that is getting you revved up. I heard somewhere, and I don't remember where, that when you're doing a focused breathing, when you're returning to a few deep breaths, a few cleansing, relaxing, rejuvenating breaths, that your brain is going to kick in. It's going to kick in with the, no, I should be worrying. If I'm not worrying, I'm not getting anything done. Worrying doesn't solve anything. Or I should be angry because I'm insulted by what this person said. None of that actually leads to you being close to your outcome. All leads to is you revving up all this energy and being inappropriately aroused and making poor decisions. It shifts your judgment and it tilts you towards the direction of negativity bias. So, I read one place, or I think I heard it on a YouTube video, um, and I liked it, so I was quick to believe it. You'll believe what you like a lot quicker than you'll believe stuff that you don't like. But... 
I, I, I like the idea. I heard somewhere that it's helpful to think of each time that you find yourself distracted when you're returning to your breath to again remind yourself, I am going to now return to the breath. Choose again to focus your attention on the breathing. Focus on how it feels. Focus on possibly imagining. I like to imagine like sparkly glitter, something, not the kind that's going to make you sneeze, but the kind that as you imagine it, like as an energetic, uh, non-sneeze inducing glitter, as you take a deep breath inwards, you imagine this glitter, this energy filling your entire body, going to all the extremes, all the way down to your toes, to your fingertips, to your brain, as you, you just imagine yourself feeling better in your body. Now, once you anchor in that feeling, notice any negative feelings that come back up. The, the anger will come back. Uh, sometimes an overwhelming sadness will come back. But make an agreement with yourself. I'm going to do this for five minutes. I'm going to allow myself five minutes during which to feel good. I'm not going to think about the problem. I'm not going to think about the thing that someone said that has me ruminating. I'm not going to worry about the thing that needs to be done in, in, in a couple of hours for five minutes. That changes your state. Now, from that state, and the more you practice that state, the stronger your attraction to that state will become, which means you'll be able to more easily notice throughout the day when you're feeling bad. You're like, OK, I feel bad. What am I thinking about that's causing me to feel bad? Because as you create a habit of returning your thoughts to your body and the breathing, they call it returning to your body, getting out of your head. Some people call it reconnecting with your spirit, reconnecting with source, uh, tapping into infinite intelligence, tapping into universal intelligence. All those things refer to letting go of the stories that are running in your mind and blocking you from seeing what's right in front of you, the opportunities. So as you develop a habit of returning to the breathing, what you'll find is that the memory of the breathing will become more familiar and in becoming more familiar it will becoming more it will become more calming and smoothing to you in any moment it will also be more appetizing to return to that state from other states because you'll know you know there's a state that i have in me within my power where in any moment i can feel good and i don't need to justify it I don't need to ask anyone else's permission. I don't need to run to the store. I don't need to pour alcohol in my mouth. I don't need to go do drugs. I don't need to go find someone else to validate me or to love me. I can sit somewhere for five minutes. And during those five minutes in solitude, I can create a space of peace, relief, and equanimity without negative voices encroaching on me. That is entirely in your control. That is entirely within your command. That is entirely available to you here and now. As soon as you decide to begin a practice of when you're feeling something that you don't want to feel returning to the breath. 
Now, one last thing. Often we don't like to return to the breath because when we get to the quiet space and we're sitting there and we're doing the breathing, all the negative self-talk kicks in. The guilt, the worry, it just, it comes in at a super high volume. You may find that it's helpful to download an app that helps you with that or to go to YouTube and find some relaxing meditation music. If the silence during the breathing is too painful, too noisy, if the quiet is too noisy and it's not allowing you into a space of peace and equanimity, then you want to do a little bit of experimenting and figuring out what can you add to it that works for you. Some people find that they can get into a better state with the breathing if they uh, turn on some brown noise. Some people prefer white noise. So what that does is it gives your brain a little background arousal, a little something to chew on basically so that you can reach a quiet place. If background white noise or brown noise doesn't make the breathing a positive place for you, then look into the possibility of some music. When you go into the possibility of music within that five-minute space, start looking for your favorite music. Not a song that gets you all revved up unless for those five minutes you want to feel revved up. If you, whatever you want to feel, whatever you choose to feel in that moment, allow yourself to feel that. If you want to feel sad, and a lot of times the feeling we need is sadness, that cleansing sadness. If you want to feel sad, turn on your favorite sad song for those five minutes. And, and within that time, don't kick yourself for feeling sad. Don't tell yourself, rush yourself to get over it. Give yourself the space to grieve, the space to heal. The space to, if it's a sadness from a loss, the space to honor the memory of whatever it is that you lost that has you sad. By doing that, by developing the confidence in yourself, letting your unconscious mind know, and by your unconscious mind, I mean your entire system, know that you have this space that you can return to anytime you want. Then when other situations come up, you know you can face them with confidence because you know that they don't control your emotion. The more time you spend cultivating this habit of creating your own emotional spaces, the more you'll realize that feeling good now is a decision. It really is that simple. But again, it's not easy. It's Dr. Manning, thanks for joining me in Asylum. I'm out.